So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. All right, Rockstar Nation, welcome to this episode. My name is Ian Lobos, and I am your gracious host, and I am happy to have our guest, Christina Grosu from Charlotte, North Carolina, an NAR 30 under 30 winner, a speaker at Inman, an investor, owns a staging company, number one in social media in Charlotte. This lady is off the charts, and we are so excited to get a ton of information from her today on all kinds of topics, notably social media. There are a lot of other things I can say about Christina as we've been talking for the last probably 30 minutes on her accolades, but she's going to tell you. So without further ado, Christina, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, our pleasure. So getting right into it, 30 under 30 winner, that's, uh, that's no small feat. How'd you get no, that? It's not. It was my first year applying, which I, I heard from other uh, awardees that they had applied a few years, but it was my first year. I was super excited. I saw it in um, the Realtor Magazine and put my application in and I got it the first time. So um, I'm super stoked. I've met a lot of amazing people and actually have received a lot of referrals from that, that database of amazing yeah, colleagues. Love that. Yeah. How did you get into real estate? So I graduated from USC in Los Angeles and I had a basically a mental breakdown when I got stuck in traffic for two hours to go about <laughs> two miles. My parents had just retired from Honolulu to Lake Norman and my mom said, pack up everything and move to Charlotte. You'll love it. It's a growing city. So I did. And one of our family friends was a uh, real estate broker out here. He said, you want to travel, you want to make as much money as you want, and you should get into real estate. So I did. This is my eighth year and my best year, of course, thankfully. It's taken me a long, a long time to get to where I am, but yeah. it's, been a, it's been a blessed path that I've taken. So. I love that. So your uh, structure there, do you have a team? Are you by yourself? What's that look like? So I started, I started on a team, realized that wasn't really for me, went to myself, switched a few companies, and then I brought on my mom as my assistant. She nice. Was How's that work? It's, it's really good. Yeah. She's, she's my best friend. So she helps me out with showings and I do all the paperwork and negotiations, of course. And all the nitty gritty, but she loves meeting people and showing them houses. So she got her license, came on board, and then I've had a few other men mentees. I'm a mentor, and I uh, took another guy onto my team this this yeah this year. So nice. the goal is to grow a big team, but I kind of like it being small. It's a lot easier to manage. 
I've heard that from a lot of people. I mean, just the money might be bigger, but the you know, challenges and right. undertakings are a lot bigger too. So I know you are super heavy into social media. So for everybody listening, we're going to get really deep into that in just yeah. a bit. And first, I want to just get into, obviously, the structure of your team, which we just did. But like, how does your, how does your, how does your production break down? So what was your volume Let's say, let's just say this year, like if this were 12 months, if we were in December, what's your volume for this year? How much, how many sales? Yeah. So I took it back about 365. So probably at the end of December, active and current under contract, I'm about 18 million in sales, okay. but actually closed. I'm at 13 million. So I've got a lot coming up in the next week that are nice. that's closing. <laughs> that's so it's going to be my biggest month ever. Um, that's awesome. And then what's your average sales price down there? So our, our market's a bit different than other markets. We have a lot of different price points. So in the city center, which is Uptown Charlotte, you have the condos. They range from 250 up to, of course, one just sold for over $4 million. Wow. Um, but then you go south and you have median price points of a million. And then you come up to Lake Norman and kind of ranges from, again, 300 And, of course, we do have the, the $5 million, $6 million homes. Yeah. But I'd say our median price across the whole, whole area is around 400 to 450 Got it. Okay. Okay. And then how many, um, how many units did you sell? So I, I had that number, but I sold 50, I believe it's 53 as of the end of this week. Got it. So, okay. And then you got a ton coming up. Yeah. So I it's, love that. it's been really busy, but like I said, my best year ever. So now because it's you and your mom and then this other agent, that's sort of like your mentee, do you guys work, do you guys work with a ton of different systems or are you just kind of organic and letting it flow the way it needs to? We, uh, we're pretty organic with my mom, especially she, if, if I'm out of town or if I'm assisting another client, I just let her know where to be and when to be. Um, and she gets them in very quickly. I pay her per closed transaction. Nice. So, and then with my teammate, I rep, I'm a basically a, another agent. So on the transaction. So when he, pitches listing appointments. He's a newer agent. So when he pitches, pitches uh, listing appointments, he can say, I have Christina on my team as well. So they get two realtors for the price of one. So, but we do everything over text message. One of our favorite apps is Wonderlist. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Yeah, definitely. But it's super easy to manage and a lot of people don't know about it, but it alerts you as soon as you add something to it and you can cross it off and et cetera. So it's really good for teams. Then obviously, do you keep your, your people in a database? I'm trying to. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was asking because I feel like you just like from talking to you, it sounds like you just have your stuff so like together that it's like, it's just, you're the person that I look at and go, I don't understand how she gets all that stuff done without systems. So what CRM do you use? Do you keep all of your people in some kind of database and a spreadsheet? How do you reach out? Yeah. So I, uh, I started a new internet or website provider this year. And it's real geeks. A lot of people recommended it. I looked at a few. Um, it was the most affordable for what I was doing. But any lead that comes in through my website, Zillow, Facebook, Inst- or not Instagram, but any of those other databases, we'll, put, we'll gather it all into one and it'll send me an email with all their contact info. Um, my goal for 2020 is to, to be a better follow-upper and get in touch with more people that have reached out, um, as I'm sure a lot of other realtors want as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get into sources of business. So obviously, winning a top prize in social media marketing in real estate, people want to know what's going on. So we're going to spend a majority of our time on that. Let's talk about what are your other sources of business besides social media, and then we're going to get really deep into social media. So when I first 
first started, my number one source of business, which sounds crazy, was I would go out to restaurants and bars and I would meet just all new people. I just moved here. I didn't know anybody. I'd leave my card and the bill and the check. And I ended up years, one or two years later, they'd call me. And that kind of happened my first three years over real estate. And now most of my business is from referrals from my previous clients. Got it. Instead of that, Instagram, social media, of course. But I do a, I've been doing more Facebook advertising and I've watched some top producers and they said, do it. Don't spend a lot of money on it. Spend 20 bucks here or there, which I have been doing. And it's, it's worked out. I've gotten a few leads that have, have come to fruition and nice. I've made more money than I've spent, which is good <laughs> for any trick. lead generation system. But everything's done online now. And most buyers that come to you have already, have already found the home that they like. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say? I have a, I have a friend who had somebody call them and, and basically tell them, I found this house and I want a part of your commission because I, I, I found this house and you don't have to help me with that part. Do you ever get that? I haven't. Most of my buyers and sellers are honestly my friends yeah, and they get yeah. that they understand. But if I do have a seller who is buying I do sometimes give a discount just sure. because I understand I've sold houses before and I, it's, it is expensive. It's, it's a sticky topic, but everybody that I've met and worked with have been totally understanding and are very, are very sweet to me, should I say, yeah, yeah. with taking care of me. So. I love that. So, all right, let's talk about, let's talk about the, show, the social media aspect. Where do we even begin? Because I think let's, let's pretend that we're talking to, like there's somebody in their car right now they could be a brand new agent that just wasn't into social media even before. They could be an older agent that's just getting into social media or somebody that's like, yikes, the, the stuff that I was doing for the last 10 years in my business isn't working to generate as much business anymore. I need a new source. What do I do? Where do you start? So I start with being authentic. If you don't know how to work Instagram or Facebook, you should post that you don't know how to work Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true because you're posting a story and you don't know how to do it. And more people will message you laughing and joining in on your laugh and explaining how to do it. And you'll probably end up getting clients just from your, your ignorance of using a, a new social media technique. Right. Um, but it's just, you need to be authentic. You'll see a lot of new agents come on board and they're posting all this stuff that they know everything about real estate and, and they don't, their friends know that they don't. And it kind right. of, it, it doesn't put you in a good light personally. But that's where I've kind of succeeded in, in what I've done. I post a lot about my dogs and my travels. And most of my clients have dogs and they understand and they like to travel too. And I've kind of built my, my clientele based off what I enjoy doing. Of course, what my friends enjoy doing because I can see what they're, they're posting and right. everything. So. All right. So, so brutal authenticity. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say to somebody? Most people, right? Most people are afraid of what people are going to think about them. Right. Most people are afraid of how they're going to look or looking bad. And most people avoid looking bad and or like, you know, th- people thinking negatively about them. So how do you break through that? And I know that's a lot deeper question than, than not. Yeah. How do you break through? I, I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about that person. Truthfully, I'm thinking about my mom. You know, my mom just got into real estate and, is, and is, has joined us, kind of like your mom, not on the admin side, but just on the, on the open house and showing side. Right. And I'm starting to, to coach her and teach her about sharing on social media about her adventures in real estate. Yeah. And she wants to look good about things. And I get that. And I also think that there's 
like you're talking about, there's real meat in the authentic and the, oh my God, I screwed that up. Or, oh my God, I didn't know what I was doing. How does somebody break through that? They're, they're, they're thinking about it and they're going crazy. I, I can't post this. It's going to make me look like an idiot. What if people think that I can't do it? What if I don't get business? Cause I say that I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what do you say to that? So I'd say, well, I know I've been there right, right. when I first started. It was, I had to post everything correctly. But now as I've gotten into the business, I realize that, well, if you look at any celebrity or any large influencer, they post about their lives and they post the bad stuff and the good stuff and they have millions of followers for it. So in real estate, it's a bit different because most of our stuff's good. They're beautiful homes, but I post the the crappy homes and I get more feedback from those houses because people are like, oh my God, how much is that worth? Or where is that house located? Or if I flip that, how much could it be? So then I know that those people are looking for houses. Sure. So I think just getting past, you have to, I don't know. That's a hard question. You have to just kind of get into your brain that, that you, it doesn't, the thing, it, it doesn't matter because it lasts 10 seconds. It's true. So if someone's going to care about you for 10 seconds, you've got bigger issues. But my, <laughs> got bigger mom, problems. my mom won't get on Instagram. She, it's too much for her. It's brain overload. And I get that. It's more of a millennial platform. But the, the older agents who are utilizing it are seeing success. So, Got it. And you recommend that people be on which platforms? So I'm active on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, not so much. I feel like Facebook's getting a lot more accolade than Twitter is nowadays. Twitter used to be bigger. But Instagram for sure is, I'd say, is the best place for social media branding. And yeah. social media is free. So yeah. when you're posting about your actual social media, not Facebook ads and all that, right. but when you're posting about your, your clients and congratulating them on their, their new home purchase, that's free and it's free advertisement. And I think a lot of people forget that. They don't want to show a house. I'm like, why not? It's free. Why, why not true. post your new listing on Facebook or Instagram, you know? And it's just kind of something to look at. Yeah, I get that. I, I, so I'm just wondering, like, every, I, it's so crazy because everybody's opinion is, is so different. Obviously, you have a heavy weight to your opinion because you've won some awards and you get a lot of your stuff from social media. But like, can I just go on Instagram, make my post, hit Facebook and Twitter and just post to all of them and just, does that hurt you at all? No, it doesn't hurt you. It's easier. I know there are some apps that you could set them up and they'll post at a certain time and all that. I don't do that personally. To me, that's more more headache than (laughs) needed. I just post, like I said, I'm super authentic. So I only post things that, that I enjoy doing or that if I see a beautiful home, of course, and you have to get the permission of the homeowner. So a lot of people forget that. And you see a lot more commission complaints about blind advertising and all that. So that's another thing to look at for real estate. Um, It depends on your state and your, your local commission's rules um, on if you can post a house the interior of our house of course you can post the exterior that's, yeah are you talking um, about the interior of a client's home and one you're listing or just one that's you've just shown so yeah so with my clients listings i have disclosures that say i can put it all over social media um but when when you're showing other listings i usually ask the agent beforehand hey i'm going to be showing your house on instagram is it okay most yeah. times they're totally cool with it because their home's already online with all yeah. the interior photos um, I've never had an agent tell me no. Okay. So it's always good just to get full disclosure so you don't run into any issues down the road. Tribeofmillionaires.com 
Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. What do you, I want this question to be bigger, but like, what do you avoid posting when you're showing houses? And then what do you avoid posting in general? I want to give people a framework of do this, don't do that, start today. So, this conversation is about action for a lot of the, the, the listeners today. Sure. So when you're walking into a home, if you see something that is just beautiful, post it. And right. most people can post that, um, the price if you like. A lot of don't post the price because they like people to inquire, say, how much is that house? I post the price. Um, it's easy. People, if they don't want to look at the house, they're not going to reach out. But if right. they do, they know what the price is and they want to see the house. So I say just post whatever you feel is comfortable. Um, if you see a cute dog in the house and you love dogs, post the dog. And they're just little things like that that sure. make it more personable. And it's not just here's a house and here's another house and here's another house. And your friends don't really care, to be honest. They don't like, want to see that. They already, that's, that's another topic, but. You're just getting, you're getting deeper levels. So if you're showing a house, or if you're show, if you have one of your client's houses, you're posting things that are unique within that house that aren't in every other right. house. So people can actually like lock onto that. Right. Okay. The kitchen is gorgeous. Post who wants to live in this kitchen. Right. And then if you really want to show a, show the next house where the kitchen's horrible and say, which <laughs> kitchen do you prefer? You know, something right. like that just to get in involvement and engagement from your followers. Cause that's the whole point of getting leads from Instagram. And Facebook. Sure. Sure. Now, do you have any campaigns where you, so I want to talk about the Facebook ads because you don't do Instagram ads, right? So Facebook ads are now going over to Instagram ads. Oh, okay, good. So, because Facebook owns Instagram now. Right. I guess they still do. I, I don't know if anything's changed. I, I think they do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you could do Facebook advertising. I do $15 for a week. And what are we talking about? Are we talking about? You, are I do you, new listings. Li uh, new listings. Okay. Yeah. So I'll post a new listing, $15 target for one week for, for one week yep. other agents i know do a thousand dollars wow that's not me i don't know why i i just don't feel like spending a, a lot of money is it probably does get you a lot of leads if, but i'm more leads isn't necessarily guy. better if you can't work them right right yeah. and that's the hard thing um you have to remember to follow up and work them and if you don't it's just a waste of money yeah totally so 15 bucks are you you're you're setting up an ad on your new listing, mm -hmm. it obviously links back to your uh, landing page or your website, right? Right. So when I post the ad, I'll do a bit.ly, which is the small link right. for the actual listing on my website. 
Okay. So when they, and I don't put the price, I don't put the address, they click that and then it can go on to my actual landing page of my, my page. And then it'll send me an email with all their contact info because they have to sign up to view the property. So now right. I captured that lead um, through my website. Them. Yeah. And you just give them a call and say, Hey, I email. So I do a lot of email first contact when people are on Facebook and they're looking they're either on their phone or they're at work. And if they're on their phone, they probably, well, they're at work probably <laughs> if yeah. it's during the day and they don't <laughs> right. want to talk on the phone or they can't talk on the phone. So I, I do first contact email and then I follow up with a text message. Got it. Who do you target? So I've been studying a lot about social media and I've been really into social media marketing and advertising in the last, let's say six, or this year really. Right. And it's gotten a lot of traction. Do you do a, target audience? Do you do a custom audience? Like how do you do that? Are you just like 18 to 65 males and females in the Charlotte area looking to buy a house? Sure. So my target audience is, I've kind of tested with a few different age ranges and everything. And now I do roughly around 24 to 55 age. And then I do about a 30 mile radius around the listing. I found that is the best. That's the best circle yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the ad for maximum engagement. And I had, for example, I had a, um, an older home built in the 1800s. That's beautiful, um, historic home. And everybody shared it because they all knew about the home. It was absolutely that It was huge engagement for me, but that was because I did that radius. And then when they share it, it goes out to everybody else that they know. So that's cool. What kind of results are you getting? I mean, are you getting an influx of leads, like just tons and tons and tons? Or are you getting like three or four and they're actually pretty decent? Um, so I, yeah, so I get about three or four. I get a lot of rental leads, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and a lot of agents don't work rental leads because in North Carolina, or like it'd be different in New York where there's a huge rental market. Sure. Here, there's not that large of a rental market. I've always worked rental leads since my very beginning and I've come to find out that in a year or two they will buy. I think a lot of, a lot of agents forget that. Yeah. And because they just want the, the right away. I kind of, I've, my, my, uh, my real estate career has been a bit different. I, I like to wait. I'm not pushy. And I think that's why it's, it's taken off this past year. Got it. I love that. So I want you to talk about that a little bit more. So I know a lot of agents that are, either big and or struggling that will not touch a rental lead. And you're completely right. I have had clients who were renters at a FISBO that I sold that called me three right. years later and bought $900,000 houses because right. the relationship was there. So speak to that just a little bit more. Sure. Is there a different way that you handle a rental lead? Do you qualify? Like what, what's your, what's your criteria there? Yeah. I just asked them um, if they have any eviction history just so I know up front. And a lot, of, a lot of landlords are willing to work with that. But I've also realized that a lot of people who are looking to rent can actually buy for less than what their rent is. Yeah. So I always put them in touch with a lender just to run their numbers and say, hey, listen, for what $1,200, you could buy a $200,000 house and you can afford it. And you could probably save money, which is insane. And yeah. I had a client who did that and they actually walked away with some money in their pocket at closing. Nice. Um, so that was a big, that was a big success story for me too, just to show on social media that, Hey, listen, just because you're, 
you want to rent, you can actually buy for the same or less than what you're currently paying. I love that. Now, do you, do you have the objection of down payment? Like, oh, I want to rent because I'm still saving money for a down payment. Like, how do you handle that? So I, any of that, I send it directly to the lender. Okay. Um, and I give them a list of three different lenders, just depending on where they're looking. Um, so they can call them, feel them out, and choose one that works for them. Of course, they're all, all the lenders are good friends of mine. And I know that they'll take good care of any client that I send them. Yeah. Um, but any questions like that, it's, they can get help from, from a lender um, and they don't even need to run a full credit check. They can, they can just compare your income to sure. your income ratio and all that. And sometimes they'll say, hey, listen, you can't buy right now, but in six months, if we work on your credit, you can buy. And that's kind of a, people love when they're given the, the home ownership goal. Um, yeah. And what I'm hearing is that, you know, from a lot of agents that I speak with regarding rentals, be patient. Right, so what I'm hearing from you is be patient, right. pre-qualify them, but don't pre-qualify them like they're a criminal, pre-qualify right. them like anybody else, right? Yeah. And then build a relationship like you would any other, just because you're not going to get a $10,000 hit, you're going to get a you know, $800 hit, right. doesn't mean that they're not a valuable, authentic relationship that could benefit you in some capacity, whether it's just a friendship or a sale, you know? And everybody always seems to forget that those people have a lot of friends. Right, um, right. And if, if you take good care of them in the rental process, they're going to refer you to five people and those five people may all want to buy. Right. You know, um, it's just situations like that, that I, that's my end goal. I'm not, I've never looked at it as the money. I've never cared how much I make. I've lost money on a deal. Sure. Um, there's been all sorts of things like that. And I think that's what, that's why people hire me because I know I'm not, I'm not, I don't want them to get a, a horrible deal just because I'm making a commission. Right. You're not in it for the money. Although right. the money is a bonus of you being of authentically course. you and helping people. I love that. Yeah. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reek, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed a hundred percent of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math, it's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10 hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000, and we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com, where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. Futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. 
You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December. So I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled scaling your business with virtual professionals so you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything it's called scaling your business with virtual professionals and you can get it real easy all you got to do is text the word hyban h-i-b-a-n to 31996 that's h-i-b-a-n to 31996 and download your free book scaling your business with virtual professionals and don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book thank you guys and I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my outdesk So let's talk about your structure for your posts. Again, this, this interview is to showcase your expertise. And I mean, what you do is fascinating to me and how simple it is. I mm -hmm. love that. I have been known to complicate many a thing. <laughs> like yeah. I've got 15 different systems. I don't use any of them, but they all sound awesome. And I want my staff to use them, but they don't use them because I like craziness, right? right? So how do you simply run your social media posts? So in regards to my feed, um, which a feed for those who are listening that don't know, it's your actual, when you click on your name, you see photos. It's the grid, the three by three or three right. by whatever. Um, I post on that just happy experiences that I do. My child. You're talking about Instagram. I Instagram, sorry. Right. Yep. And I just post things that I enjoy doing, good times. And then when it comes to my real estate, I post my real estate things in my stories. So I post as it happens. Like I said earlier, I, I don't schedule any post. I have before, so I won't say I've never done it. But this brings back to the whole thing of authenticity. You want to post things as it's happening and your friends want to know it's a rainy day. Are you showing houses and you're covered in mud? Right. Um, I've shown that before and people just thought that was the funniest thing ever that I was walking in red dirt. And, I and that would be a story. That would be your Instagram story, correct? Got it. And that lasts for 24 hours. Um, it's 10 seconds, 10 second intervals. And you can delete it at any time. People can't save it. Technically, they can, but 
unless they they're it, yeah. high tech. So you post just things that are, that are happening throughout your day. Um, and you can post a lot or you can post five or you can post once a day. I encourage everybody to post once a day um, just so you keep, you're in everybody's mind. Um, What's but, the benefit of the story while we're talking about those? What's the benefit of the story? First question. And second question is, do you ever post business stuff as a post and not a story? And do you ever post personal stuff as a story and not a post? Yeah. So, so when I first got started, I had a personal and a business page. Um, I'd post on one and I'd post, or I'd post my personal stuff on one. I'd post my business stuff on one. Right. And then I realized I was posting work stuff on my personal. And I'm like, well, this, why would I, why do I need two? I'm just going to merge them into one. Um, and news, news shock, your friends don't care how much your sales are. Right. Yeah. They right. care less. Um, I think that's one thing that a lot of agents fail on is they post their numbers. They post bragging basically. Yeah. Like, hey, look at how much money I've made. Your friends don't want to work with somebody like that. They'll work with you because they're your friend, but other clients or other potential clients won't want to work with you because you're bragging. Sure. Um, so that's one thing I, I always urge people at my office and friends of mine who are realtors just to stay away from that. I like that. So you went, so I get this question a lot. I have a business page that literally gets my real estate video content that I make. Right. That's it. So you can either find it on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel. Okay. And then my personal Facebook page is just my personal stuff. I will post business stuff in there and it's all right. really personal. I break it down to four categories. It's me as the person, me as the businessman, love and family. Love right. is like just my wife and I. Yep. And then my family is like my daughter, my parents, things like that. So right. I, you can see the four important pieces of my life and that's all I share. There's yep. no politics. There's no my opinion on things. I don't want, I don't pollute any of that stuff. Would you agree with that? I agree with that for okay. sure. Um, like I said earlier, my dogs, I, I have five dogs and people love when I post about my dogs. They, yeah. they care more about that than anything I do real estate related. <laughs> um, and most of my clients are my, or have dogs, which is shocker. Um, right. You've come in but, interest. But we have a common interest of animals and I'm on a board for um, Lake Norman Humane out here for a, it's a no-kill shelter. And yeah. I post about that and people love that philanthropy and all that type of stuff. And I, I don't have children myself. My boyfriend um, does have a daughter, but when we post that, it's just a common thread for potential sure. clients and they always want something that they can relate to. They're not going to, a lot of times I get new buyers from previous agents that they've worked with because they don't have anything in common with them and they, they see houses and they're just not, they're, it's just not the real trip for them. Right. It's um, just, it's just a transaction instead right. of like an actual experience. Friendship, yeah. And you know, and I want to get your take on this. I, I ask most <laughs> of the guests in the last couple months at least, and we talk about it on the state of the market. The industry is changing. You know, and you sit on a couple boards with, with uh, North Carolina realtors and CR right. and obviously an NAR of 30 under 30 winners. So you, you know a lot of stuff going yeah. on in the industry. It's changing big time. And would you, let me say something and you tell me what you think. If you're not, if you're not focusing a majority of your time and effort 
and or budget, marketing budget on social media, you may be missing the boat. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And if you are not, and then just give me your, give me your answer to this question. If you are not doing it now, you are slipping behind very quickly the people that are really heavily putting themselves out there on social media on a daily basis. Right. Okay. Totally I just, agree. That is a, that's a PSA, everybody, from, yeah. from a social media expert, not me, Christina. They, they're um, going to Google your name from the time they find you online. Yeah. They're going to see what's going on. They're going to pull up your, I had a client who I showed a house to and he knew everything about me before I'd even gotten there. Is that um, creepy or is that kind of cool? I mean, it's hard to say it's creepy because you put it out there yourself. You put it out, right. Yeah, so he knew about my dogs. He knew I'd just been to Australia, things like yep. that, um, which is, I mean, I, I posted it. It's, we had something yeah. to talk about. It wasn't just like, here's the house, walk in, hope right. you enjoy it. It gives you common ground. I, I had somebody I showed a house to last week and they're like, oh, hey, congratulations on the new baby. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Thanks. oh, my brain went into, cre that's creepy mode. How the hell do you know we're having a baby soon? To of course, because, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, commented and liked on it. So, right. of course, you Googled me and of course you saw that pop up. It was, you know, it was a huge piece on my social media feed. So, I like that. And then, like, that got common ground because I know a lot of agents are like, you know, sometimes it's awkward showing houses because I don't know what to talk about. But when you have somebody bring something up to you, mm -hmm. like, yeah, do you have kids too? Awesome. Are, are you moving with your kid? Like it just start, it starts a cool conversation. Okay. So you separate, but you're not crazy about it. Like if you put a, a personal story, that's okay. And if you put a business post, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. So I want, I want people to take action today, right? What about, what can they do? So remember, you've got someone who's thinking, I don't want, I don't want to look bad. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, what do I post? It's a rainy right. day in Baltimore. It's a rainy day in, in, in Mooresville, North Carolina. Sure. I'm not out showing houses today. I don't know what, what's, I'm just in the office kind of hanging out, like doing some work, catching up with some stuff. Yeah. What, how can people take action today? So first, while you're talking, I was thinking, if you do have a business page, make it a um, official business page. So yeah. you can go into your settings, make it a, a business and that way you can get insight from all the interaction that people take on your stories. So if they send it to a friend or if they click on a link or if they do all this type of stuff, it'll, it'll give you basically a Excel spreadsheet of everything that you're doing nice. or everything that your um, engagement's doing. I think that's a huge first step if you have a business page. You can't do it on a personal page. Is that Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, so that, correct. So it's, um, if you have a Facebook page, you can do, that automatically shows bit of business Facebook page shows you all the engagement, um, how many likes you've gotten or who's visited your website, things like that got it. that are huge to know because you want to know if that post got more engagement than this post. I'm going to do more of these posts instead of this one, et cetera. Um, so that's a huge first step. And I, I have spoken to, um, NC realtors about that and I'm doing a podcast in, um, next month about actually turning your Instagram from public or private to For public some, to business. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. Is that hard to do? It's not. It takes five minutes and everybody seems to miss it. And it's pretty cool. Um, you have to pay for it. Yeah, it's free. Cool. 
I'm, I've already done it, and I'm just asking you just to clarify for yeah. the rest of the people. I it's, like great um, things. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it, it definitely got a lot more traction because now I know what gets engagement. Right. And that's um, a huge thing when you're posting. Right. You want to know what people like and what they enjoy seeing. Right. Um, and then you're kind of, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's, you're in the world of, of, of sharing and right. or enrolling people in what you have learned or, you know, whatever. So speaking of learning, I want to talk to you about personal development. And I know we talked about this briefly earlier. I want you to tell people what you do for personal development. So, so <laughs> you asked me if I listened to podcasts. I tried yep. a few years back. It was kind of when it was first getting started. I really should try again, but I enjoy listening to music in the car. I know some of my friends listen to podcasts strictly all day, every day. Yep. That is awesome. I wish I could do that, but my mind starts running so fast. But I do, I, I like to travel and I've learned a lot about real estate from traveling. Um, I like to look at houses in different cities and yeah. that type of thing. I do read books. I actually just did a, a giveaway on my Instagram for a lot of my favorite books for 14 days. So I gave away um, 14 days of books to my nice. followers who entered. You can, you can have an enter thing on your story. That's a a whole nother thing. That's so they cool. entered and I chose someone each day to um, give away some of my personal development books. So I love that. Yeah. And then uh, morning routine, evening routine. Nope. I wake up, I look at my phone. I, <laughs> I know I shouldn't. That's what they tell everybody not to do, but I, I kind of get antsy in the morning seeing if I'm waiting for an email or if there's something sure. I missed or, but I wake up, have coffee, check my emails and then I have a planner. So I look at everything. I write down everything. Right. I don't do anything online online calendars. Right. I'm still paper paper for my planner. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is, I, I, I love this because you're very successful and really simplified. Yeah. Like in a really great way, in a very positive way. That's so cool. And I think it's inspiring to other people because they might be thinking like, I just want to keep it simple, but the model says this, or that person says that. Right. Let me ask you a question. Comparing yourselves to others, for all of our listeners out there that are worried about the model or are worried about the agent in the next cubicle or in the next office who's more successful than they are, that they're comparing themselves, how dangerous is that? It's been a topic that we've talked about at the office, but I've actually, I see more success in my friends excelling and I've treated that the same since I've started my real estate. Like all my best friends are realtors. When yep. they sell a house, I post on my story. I'm like, congrats, da-da-da, on your sale today. I think it's, it's important to compare yourself to others because it, yep. it gives you a, she sold this many houses, I want to sell that many houses. It gives Got you it. something to, to fight against. But if she sells that many houses, that is amazing. She'll take me out to dinner. Right. Um, <laughs> you know. So it's always just in this, in this career, we have to keep everybody we have to encourage everybody to keep doing well because right. that's a huge topic, of course, and in the industry right now is taking away um, the real estate broker from the transaction, which I think is a huge mistake, but we well, have to encourage. So you're talking about encouragement of others, not comparison to others. You still compare yourself to them. I in, do like a positive way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You see what they're posting when they post something bad that I know is not compliant with, uh, with our commission. I'll let them know too, just because I don't want anybody else to get in trouble. Sure. And there's a lot of realtors out there that that's all they do is look for people who are failing and call and want them to fail. 
I don't want anybody to fail. That would be horrible for my business and horrible for our business as a whole Sure. um, in real estate. So I have a couple more questions for you. How do you deal with fear when it shows up? We're all human. We all experience fear. And in this business, money brings an object of fear in some capacity. And uh, whether it's you can't provide or you're going to look bad or you're, you know, your ego's hurt or whatever it might be. And it's infinite variables in, in right. ways. What do you do and how do you deal with fear when it shows up? Yeah, there's, so there's two types of fear. There's the fear from your client who's just fired you. Yeah. And you're all upset. And I've had those days I've cried. Um, I called my mom crying when I've, I've gotten fired, but I treat it as a blessing. It's hard to look at at the time, but everything happens for a reason. I've always been a firm believer of that. But then there's the fear of actual safety. Right. Um, fear of open houses. I've had a few run-ins with some, some bad experiences, and I've had other realtors that have had bad experiences while showing properties. So that's a huge, huge concern, and both female and males need to be aware of it. Agent safety. We're meeting, yeah. What was that? Sorry. You're talking about agent safety? Agent safety. Yep. Yeah. We're meeting strangers and we're, yeah. we're taking them in our car. Or we're meeting them in a house and locking the door behind us. Um, we always seem to forget about that. And yeah. I feel like it's, it's been more prevalent nowadays that we're actually calling attention to it. And we need to be, we need to take action on it. Definitely. You kind of mentioned, uh, I have two more questions for you. One is work-life balance. How do you, you live in a great place on a, on a, in a great area where you've got a lot of activities. Mm-hmm. How do you balance work and life? And well, let's tackle that one real quick. And then I have one more for you. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I'm a, I was this year on the William C. Bass leadership Academy for SC realtors. And there was an exercise where they took all um, 11 of us and said, here's work, here's pleasure. Stand where you are in your where obviously how you feel about both. And I went straight to pleasure and there was like an arm's length away of people all at the work side. And I looked at them. I'm like, you guys don't, you guys not have fun. Like, (laughs) what do you guys do? (laughs) They're like, no, we're, I'm in the office at 8am. I'm doing this and this and this. And I personally, my, when I first started, I said I was going to travel, take a trip for every house I sold. Well, at 53 houses, Last year, um, that would be a, a trip every day or every week. Right. I travel a lot. I enjoy traveling. And people think I'm just, I'm experiencing every new city I'm in, but I'm actually sitting at a coffee shop with their Wi-Fi, doing offers, doing everything. And I've realized that when I travel, I'm actually more successful because I can That's concentrate awesome. more. And I would go insane if I couldn't travel. But work-life balance is huge. I encourage everybody to have a laptop if you don't have a laptop. Yeah. You need to get one. Bring it with you everywhere. I have a MacBook Air, so it goes in my purse. Like if I'm at a bar at night and I get an offer that needs signatures, I can whip it out, connect to my hotspot, send it over. And I with my Zillow reviews, my thing that everybody always says is I have the best communication. I'll reply to a text within two minutes. So it's just important just to remember what you enjoy doing. If you enjoy shopping go out and shop. You don't need to sit in your office all day. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> right. Just stay, just make sure to stay positive because this, this business is very stressful. That's a part of the authenticity, right? Yes. It's doing what you want to do within the business. And th- th- I think that's the comparison that makes people or drives people crazy is that I don't want to sit in an office all day. That's not right. me. 
Right. And that everybody else me. seems to sit in office all day. Why do I have to do that? You know, like, yeah. and it can lead to a quality of life that you're not into. And then I think that'll manifest itself into a frustration or a hate, a hatred in the business that you're in, whether it's real estate or not. Right. And that's just not how it's supposed to be because you look yeah. back and 10 years go by. You have to take advantage of the things that you enjoy doing as well. Like I have a friend who's on a kickball team and if she was a realtor, she would, I would, I would market myself to the entire kickball team, yeah. you know, and make sure that they're all aware that I'm a real estate broker and I will, I'm on your team and I'll work for you. You know, yeah. things like that, that if you enjoy shopping, let every sales agent, you know, give them your card, just little things like that, that I think people tend to forget and also, just one more thing before I forget, but social media is free and so is putting your phone number and that you're a real estate broker. A yeah. lot of people don't, don't disclose that they're an agent because they're scared of what people are going to think. But if you just put Christina Grossu, real estate broker, it doesn't hurt and it's compliant with our, with our commission, but right. it's free advertising. You're going to get your name out there and anybody who's looking for a broker, if they somehow happen to Google your name, they're going to see that you're an agent. So I love that. All right. Last question. I could probably ask you like 15 more questions, but last question, <laughs> you're an investor, right? Correct. So you invest in real estate. Do you, this isn't the last question. I lied. This is two more. <laughs> you invest in real estate. Do you think it's important that agents who give advice to investors on investing in real estate should own their own property? Personally, I think so. I do too. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of newer agents think that, oh, my clients are going to flip and all this stuff. There's so much more to it that yeah. you don't realize. Um, permits and all those type of things that you don't know until you've actually owned a house and you experience them yourself. Right. Um, Lead-based paint or things like that that could be really sticky in a resale situation. Um, but I've owned $65,000 houses. They're all rent. I do rentals. So I've right. done okay. one flip and I buy them with the tenant in them. So it's instant cash flow from this time they... Yeah. Time I close. There's you vet a lot that different. tenant heavy. What was that? You vet them really heavily, the tenant. So if so, they've all been in the property. So I just make sure that they're up to date on their on their rent and yep. that the previous owner didn't have any issue with them. And okay. so far, no issues. I did purchase one property that had it had a tenant in it, and I do all myself. I self manage everything. I just felt that I enjoy doing it. Um, I'm not a property manager, but. I can self-manage my own properties, but she, she wasn't paying rent and that wasn't disclosed. And so she had to get evicted before I had even like a week after I bought the property. So I ended up flipping that one. Um, but it's, it is important to vet tenants because you never know what could come up. And I understand that everybody has life changes and things happen. So I'm super, super respectful of all that. And I, I get it, but I haven't had to evict anyone yet. That has been my tenant. Fingers crossed. (laughs) All right. Last question. And I'll let you go. The future of real estate. You kind of mentioned it earlier in terms of brokers going away. And I ask everybody this question because everybody that we interview on this show is very prominent in real estate in one capacity or another. Where is real estate going? Where's the industry going? And uh, on top of that, what do agents need to look out for, be concerned with? What should they be fearful of potentially and what should they be doing now to make sure that they are not one of the statistics yeah i think our industries it's it's interesting interesting because our market's a bit different than other markets that are have more eye buyers and all those type of things it's just starting to come to us yeah 
but that that connection of having someone on your side to help you is never gonna you I will need that I would want that when I'm buying a house and most of the people I know but I feel like for the older generation they just want they're getting older and they just want them they just want to cash out Easy, and if yeah. someone gives them an offer um, and they take it they're more than happy they don't want to they don't want to show their house to people they don't want to get out they don't want to do right. all that but I feel as my generation we're looking purely on numbers like we want to see how much it costs what are the repairs and that's the other thing that I think a lot of agents should be doing is comparing the other companies I won't say but comparing what um, how much their fees are and all this and compare it to what actual real estate brokers fees are and show that you can actually walk away with a lot more money using an agent yeah because um, their advertisements are good they, they're good and they'll get you um, and obviously we don't have advertisements on TV so it's, it's just important just to stay in, stay in their face, stay in social media, um, and just get your name out there and let them know that you're always willing to help them. Sure. So what I'm hearing you say is educate these clients because the advertising's good. Right. And what they are kind of, I hate to say fed, but I talked to someone this week that had like a, an iBuyer type situation and they were fed a bunch of stuff. What they weren't seeing in this little blind spot down here was all the other fees that yeah. add up to about 12% more net profit gone than if you use an agent. Right. And uh, I mean, if you're, you're, talking, you're talking less than if you try to sell it yourself. You know what I mean? Like we know those statistics. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you said that. So it's education to your consumer and you can do that through social media for, what's free. the operative word? Free. free. <laughs> right. For free. So action steps today, regardless of what you're doing in your real estate game, showing properties, trekking through the mud, getting soaked in, you know, in the rain, if you're out in California and it's super sunny and you're at the beach showing beach properties, or if you're in Colorado showing snow properties, hit your stories and you can join. So you can, I use Instagram stories and then they feed right to Facebook. Just hit your 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds of your life that goes away in 24 hours. If you yep. want it to go away sooner, you can. So just take action today and just see what happens. And then what I like is I like to look at the views because it is shocking how many views you get on a story versus a post. Right. So a post might get 15 views or, or likes, but your, your, your story might get 250 views. It's right. still eyeballs on what you're doing. And I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Definitely. all right. This has been fantastic. We could, I could talk to you forever. Okay. Christina Grosu from Charlotte, North Carolina. You have uh, given us a lot of valuable content today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, hopefully I could help out some other agents, whether you're new or seasoned uh, more than me, hopefully um, <laughs> right. you've learned some stuff for uh, social media, Instagram and Facebook. No, we definitely did. And we really appreciate you being on. So if you audience, if you want to learn more about Christina or connect with her, you can go to hybendigital.com backslash Christina Grossu, that's G-R-O-S-S-U. Now, Christina, you have a special gift for our audience as well. Sure. What is that gift? So um, I actually own a staging company as well. And um, I, it's interesting. We'll, we'll go into a home and there's just minor things that you can do to your house just to make it appear. And you don't have to pay a stager a lot of money to do it. Um, so the, the document I provided, just six simple steps to um, stage your home for free by yourself. So check it out, go through right. it and um, adding white towels or fake plants, things like that, that um, do a huge, huge 
things in your photos. You won't even notice the room, which is yep. a white towel. It's different. So yeah, hopefully I love it'll that. Help you. Yeah, definitely. All right. So to learn more about Christina, go to uh, hybendigital.com backslash Christina Grosu, G-R-O-S-S-U. And you can find all of Christina's, uh, the six steps for staging your house on your own in the agent toolbox. And uh, as always, thank you audience for listening. And thank you, Christina, for being such a valuable guest. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.